Welcome to The Rock. Thanks for downloading another episode of the Black and Gold Podcast, everybody. But this is the, of course, the special post-game edition brought to you by Appalachian Commercial Real Estate and President James Milner. If you are in the market for commercial real estate in the high country, on the Outer Banks, anywhere in the state of North Carolina, guess what? James Milner can help you. He's a local guy in Boone. He's been in Boone for a long time, but you know what? He is great at what he does. That's right. If you need to lease out space, if you need to find space to lease, or maybe you want to buy or sell, it doesn't matter. The world of commercial real estate is not the same as getting a new condo or buying a house for your family to live in. It is, it's very, very different. There are a lot of different implications that you need to consider, and James is that guy that's standing over the other guy's shoulder while you're playing poker, letting you know what's going on. He's going to be your advocate in this situation. He has expert knowledge in this field, and he wants to give his clients all the information they need to make great decisions. And he's got a long track record of it. He's, he's helped a lot of people. He's doing a lot of great work. Licensed to work anywhere in the state of North Carolina. So give him a call if you need some assistance at 828-719-0408. And you can text him too, by the way. That's his cell phone. You can also email him at james at appalachiancre.com. You can also go to appalachiancre.com to see his website. And we're grateful that James is sponsoring another year of the post-game show, and I'm your host, Alex Johnson, and with me, as always, is the world's most famous App State fan, Big C. Big C, happy real post-game show to you. Yeah, we got a real one. It's like you had a preseason edition last week, you know? Um, <laughs> now, we've, now we've got real football that really counts. Not that last week didn't count, but... Well, I mean, it, there. <laughs> well, it, it didn't count for an App State post-game. It was a post-game. Right. It was a college football post game. It was a college football post game. That's right. Uh, well, um, because I was telling Charles right before we hit the record button, I'm really excited about this episode because I think there are a lot of good things um, happened yesterday. I know that we're on pins and needles, and um, the game certainly was going kind of, you know, back and forth, and, and we weren't getting what we wanted, you know, in terms of the domination that that we all wanted for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I just came away yesterday, uh, feeling really positive. Um, number one, the fact that we played, I I was really happy that we played, uh, you know, there's been so much uncertainty that, um, and, and so many doom and gloomers out there saying we don't need to play. This is, you know, we shouldn't do this or whatever. And, and that can get to you sometimes, Charles. I know that you and I've talked about that a lot. Like it just, it gets a little depressing after a while. So number one, the fact that we played a game was um, something that I was personally grateful for. Wasn't really happy that uh, we couldn't be in the stadium. Of course, we've kind of covered that a little bit. But at the end of the day, uh, a football game was played, and we got to watch it. Um, and of course, when I say a football game was played, what matters is App State. It was App State football. Got to play a football game. Uh, I know that I um, I wanted to watch from my house. It was a noon kickoff. Or I, I did watch from my house. It was a noon kickoff. Uh, Big C, you had um, uh, an alternative to Big C's tailgate, but in your garage. Is that right? Yeah, we had a gathering of uh, <laughs> less, socially distant less than, friends. Less than uh, 50 people, I hope. Less less <laughs> than 50 people. And since we had the garage door open, it counted as being outside. So mm. we could have had a few more over. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but let's, you know, looking at this, I mean, I think the biggest 
thing about yesterday was the relief and being able to like set aside the rest of the world for a minute, mm. you know? Mm. And, and you, we really forgot about everything else that was going on because we were watching something we love mm. and man, did it ever feel weird knowing mm. like, I've like I've never watched us on TV before in our own stadium. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it, it, you know, in a live situation, obviously you watch a Replays. recording of a game, yeah. you know, um, replays, whatever. But knowing that it was going on, you know, less than a mile away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is, is was certainly tough to handle. But uh, kind of got over that fast. But, you know, and there was a lot of things you had to get over with, you know, get over fast yesterday because the game was, you know, it was a good result. But that was... There's a lot of what we saw last week when we covered like the sloppiness and mm-hmm. of uh, certain teams, and, and there was certainly that yesterday. I think the weather obviously was had a little bit to do with that, mm-hmm. but um, but no, it was great to play. I mean, I guess if you if you want to say, uh, I think if you really think about this game, our, our from our perspective, you know, we let Charlotte score 20 points. It's great. It's fine. But it was you know we had one touchdown that was a kickoff return, which can be fluky. It certainly seemed like that one was. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy bounces off, and we had we I call it like the wash. Everybody gets washed up. Like you get four or five guys that were supposed to be like in a spot, and then for whatever reason, and it happens occasionally. It's like they all get wiped out with like one or two blocks, and and then the next thing you know, the, the runners on the outside, and, and you don't have an angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, really thought we could have at least gotten pushed out of bounds there um, instead of trying to tackle him on the end line. Yeah. But it, that's one of their touchdowns. And then the other one was aided um, from our fumble of the goal line that turned into a 91-yard drive for them. Yep. But the real the real issue was the jumping off sides on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Um, you get, you know, especially for somebody who's playing nose, you know, right at the ball, I mean, you, there's no excuses not to jump there there you know you just watch the ball and then you move and um i think if you take that away that game could have been a lot different and then there was a like it seemed like there was a bunch of like little plays it was like we were just like almost there to like stopping a drive or um and we just were like didn't quite catch it you know the, uh, or he like or like the player wiggled away or something like that and it, like extended the drive and when you got a drive that's like you know that you you're like that close on several instances mm-hmm. and, and you don't, it's kind of deflating mm-hmm. and you're like, I was like, you know, this is, this is going to be, when that drive was, and they had gotten in like their red zone or, or inside our 30, at least so there, I was thinking it's going to be tough to stop them now because of all the little things that have happened. Yeah. Um, you know, once the snowball starts rolling it, you know, the avalanche comes and you can, you just can't stop it. But otherwise, I mean, for the rest of the game, hold them to two field goal attempts, you know, I was pretty pretty pleased with our defense. Uh, we had some blown coverages, let some of their bigger plays, but overall, I was I was, I was pleased. Yeah, and that other um, that other key play um, running into the running into the punter was uh, was something that was like, Ugh. yeah, it's, you know. But it, those that, are that's th- another tough. I had forgotten about that. I yeah. used all the things I was thinking about before I got in here. I forgot about that. Yeah, running into the punter, and it's just. But yeah, the, you don't know why that happens. You know, it's it, it's like you, you obviously you try to get arm in there, you try to miss the punter, and um, but <laughs> for whatever reason we didn't. Maybe the punter didn't step forward like we thought he was going to in yeah. his approach, and um, and he may have done that because of the wet ball and the wet you know turf. And I, I thought yesterday was a couple instances where I was like, man, it really feels like 
you're playing on a brand like pretty much a brand new turf and it's getting rained on and, and like because you know after a while you, you see the, the, you know the the rubber pellets that pop up on certain plays but like i feel like they were very not settled in like they typically would have been based on playing on a new field and then you know there may have been some footing issues in certain instances and stuff like that where it wasn't as uh i guess as firm as you would expect it to be when uh when um when the kicker slipped and we had basically a squib kick that gave them right did they score they didn't score on that play unc charlotte didn't right I'm pretty sure they didn't. Don't they may have gotten the field goal, out, but I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, so there were there were, and here's part of why I feel really optimistic about yesterday is that um, there were some really like glare. It, it, it's different from like straight up jumping off sides on second down or even like a false start because you know you're going to have those every week. But we we had three really big. Well, I'd say even maybe three or four really big consequential mistakes that. Um, have nothing to do with like ability, right? It, it, you know, we weren't getting beat by the other team. We're kind of making right. making mistakes for ourselves, jumping off sides on on fourth down. I, I'm going to be honest with you. When when um we jumped, uh, was it a uh, Jordan Earl that did that? I think maybe. Yeah, when I he, hate to call him out. But yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, was. well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we won. It's, it's fine. Like call out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's who did what? Yeah, that's who did it. Yeah. <laughs> no. So when he did that, I mean, I remember, I remember so distinctly thinking. And we never see our guys do that, and so it's just right. a mistake, you know. And that's that's something like in my in my brain, I think, all right, I'm going to check the box of that's really not something we got to worry about. Like, it's not a tr- you know we don't have this trend of of our defensive linemen or anybody on the line of scrimmage jumping off sides, you know, especially on like a, a fourth fourth down situation where it's going to give them a first down. So that's like a, that's unfortunate, and that that you know you hate to see that, and it shouldn't happen. But it's not like it's it's not like one of our corners keeps getting burnt. Like that's a concern. Like if if one right. of our one of our guys is getting burnt, or one of you know uh, one of our tackles, let's say, is just letting guys get to Zach Thomas. That's something that you know alarm bells are going to go off in my head if that were happening. But really big mistake. But you're not going to see it a lot. Um, same thing with the the kicker. You know, slipping and having a little squib kick. Like sorry, but that's just not going to happen a lot. Yeah, it's an unfortunate thing. Um, the obvious one here, obviously, is uh, is uh, Marcus Williams Jr. getting you know the ball popped out of. I mean, he was a foot from the goal line. It was just, it was there. Yeah, 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 and just the perfect helmet to the ball, you know, pop and, it, and it, there it comes out. And that I'm sorry that that's that's a huge, especially I think in college with these young guys doing this. Um, that's a huge momentum swing, and then they score off that drive because we did a great job. Our defense did a great job, actually. Um, containing Charlotte, we get the ball back. We're driving through like it's nothing. It's like oh, this is going to be a route. It's going to be like 2018 again. And then that, then that turnover happens, and you're like, oh man. But at the same time, you know, and and listen, Marcus Williams Jr. is not Darrington Evans. Darrington Evans never put the ball on the ground. And to my knowledge, Marcus Williams Jr. hasn't either. Uh, and and so that's a thing that we we've, we've um had a reputation. We just haven't seen fumbles like that like it's been a couple years actually it's probably i think the last time we've seen the running back put the ball on the ground in a way that like the, what i'm remembering was it not um 
I mean, Marcus was Cox it, didn't fumble. No, he hardly you did. Know? No, no, he hardly did. I, I, I'm not trying to act like he did, but wasn't yeah, it? No, what, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't it UMass? There, we had several, or was it maybe we played UMass in 17 or or um, yeah, Monroe? Daytrick, there was one game where Daytrick there was like, fun, yeah, yeah. Well, Daytrick did. Yeah, that's right. Daytrick fumbled at UMass. Yeah, but we haven't seen that really. So, like, again, I'm not. Right. I'm not even. So we keep we're talking about these things that that were bad things that didn't help us. Actually, hurt us quite a bit. But I'm again. I'm checking them off the box, going like, "That's not an ability issue. That's not. That's not something that can't be. Fi-. It's just it, like you said, even about the kick return. That's just not. That doesn't happen a lot. So we had all these things happen that to us and against us. They were like, eh. "Man, I hate that, that happened." But this is just kind of weird. It just felt kind of weird that these one-off mistakes or these. I don't want to say one-off because they're gonna. You know, probably someone's gonna fumble again. All that good stuff. But it's just you're not used to seeing them bunched all together <laughs> like that. Um, but so, but you know, being able to come come back from that and um, keep our heads and and you know, I you know, there's a lot of activities on Twitter between uh, you know, obviously app fans and and UNC Charlotte fans talking about oh, well, this you Charlotte's improved. I, I didn't think Charlotte looked that good. Tell you the truth, I mean, I didn't. <laughs> no, yeah, and I, and I mean, if you. You consider, you know, the weather. I mean, that's always going to be a big factor. Yes, and, you know, for sure. For, for for some that thought that Chris Reynolds was anything close to Zach Thomas, <laughs> it's, it was on full display yesterday how that is not the case. I mean, right. Reynolds was, you know, but outside of him running the ball, I mean, he was downright awful as a passer. And, I mean, he hit open guys. but otherwise, He was 11 I mean, for 30. <laughs> you know, it's, that's, that's hideous. Yeah, you know? that's no good. Um that's that's a very very bad day. That's that's a kind of get the game that will you know weather taking away. You're going to lose if your quarterback goes left for thirty most of the time. Yeah, something like that. Um, Two interceptions. Yeah, but yeah, and, and exactly. And yards per attempt weren't great. Uh, I mean, if I mean just looking at this on what, what should we do on paper? Look at this game. Um, <laughs> you know, we we really dominated them. I mean, yeah. we do the things that we want to do. Um, we didn't throw the ball a ton. We threw it like what twenty times, twenty one yeah. times. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the number of times we want to throw the ball a game. Um, we ran the ball what fifty times, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, fifty times. Uh, mm-hmm. We we got three different running backs over a dozen carries, mm-hmm. and it was and that's sort of something I was very curious about is is uh, how, if we if we're going to have one A, one B, and one C, how did, how do these get split up? And and maybe you can like you know Marcus started the game. You can attribute um, a fumble to like not getting enough carries. Like, but I don't see that as like you know at the beginning of a you know of the game kind of a situation. I right. think that was just a good play. Yeah, by Charlotte on that point. But you know, two guys go over 100. Um, all all three of the major running backs um, got rushing touchdowns. Um, 300 yards rushing. That's that's our tip. That's our that's the F State offense, right? Yeah. I mean, this is what we want to do. We did it. Um, the three turnovers obviously kept this from getting ugly. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. we don't turn the ball over three times. Right. I don't have a problem with Zach's pick because if when you decide to go for it on fourth down, um, you know, and you're deep in the red zone, two things are going to happen: you're either going to get a first down or you're not. And we didn't get a first down. So whether it was a drop pass or an interception yeah, right. is kind of all the same you right. know, to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's, to me, that, it, I, you know, it's going to look bad on this, the stat sheet, but it's, it's not really a huge concern. Yeah. 
And, uh, and that was another but, actually, know, yeah, I'm sorry. That was another issue. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, going back and watching things that you're just like, man, that it's just that it's weird that it didn't bounce our way or just, that's another thing that's like kind of fluky. You know, if Zach Thomas, who by the way is a great player, you know, I mean, he's a great quarterback. If he just puts another two or three feet of air under that ball, and I don't even throw it hard, just get it over a little bit. That's yeah, a touchdown that, to Henry yeah. Pearson. That's six, easy, right there in front that's of him. A, yeah, that's a that's a tough thing to do on a quick, yeah, for sure, um, little short pass. That yeah, you could add like, you know, but it's but it was difficult. They 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 made the they made the call. They they read it right. Yeah, um, and, and and nothing against Zach on that. Yeah, but, right. Uh, right. I guess what I'm trying to get back to is is that like. You know, the, I think the fumbles happen. I think that they don't typically do um, when you have a game like you did yesterday. I mean, if, for those who couldn't tell, I don't know if, if, if people could tell. I mean, obviously it looked wet at Kid Brewer Stadium yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was off and on downpours, really. Um, it was always that, that October mucky mist that, um, you know, it, at minimum yesterday. Right. So there was never really like any let up in, in, in the rain. So, um, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, we, you know, we played as well as we could have. We, we really survived all of our little miscues and we, we had several, Yeah. Um, but we didn't like, it, it didn't become the reason because the score wasn't what it could have been. I mean, we easily could have scored 42, 45 points if we wanted to yesterday. That's what that stat sheet looks like when you get 300 yards rushing and 500 yards total offense. But you just look down and you see the turnovers and that's the difference between, you know, putting up another touchdown or two for sure. Charlotte. Yeah, there, I don't think there's even a question. You know, and and to to add to um, you know, why did this happen, or you know, what, what's causing these mistakes? You know, I, I you got to put yourself in the shoes, or I try to put myself in the shoes of the guys that are that are playing. I mean, there's a lot of pressure. I mean, this is a team. This is the thing that I actually didn't think about until yesterday. Thinking like, I wonder what would cause them to have so many like jitters because clearly there had to have been jitters because there were you know mistakes made and usually mistakes are made when you're nervous or negligent and i don't i don't think our guys are i don't think they're being coached to be negligent (laughs) um (laughs) so i think it had to do something with jitters so i'm like well i mean they've been here before what's the deal but then i kind of like these guys just came off a 13 and one season all right and i i think um replacing coaches it is a factor, but I don't think it's that big of a factor. But there's an enormous amount of pressure for this team to improve because every like in a in a competitive situation in sports, Charles, is it okay? Do you get a pass for for doing worse than last year? Oh no, it's okay. We did worse this year, but you know we were really good last year, so it's fine. Yeah, in in a atmosphere of competitiveness, you always need to do better. You always have to kind of beat your past performance you're always trying to set new records so there's a there's a lot of pressure being put on this team to be better than what was maybe the greatest app team ever last year and i i didn't really think about that until yesterday you know i didn't really think about the pressure that the guys might have on top of number one the great equalizer which is weather which would impact charlotte as well I'm not saying that it, it only impacted us because that's ridiculous but also these guys are coming in hyped and wanting to do well and then boom empty stadium <laughs> empty stadium with piped in right. music and that's something no, yeah no fireworks right no entry stuff no grand hurrah no no mountaineer walk none of this just like that feeling that you get as you lead up to a game right like saturday that mm-hmm. you get like 
Like when you wake up and Boone on Friday morning, it just feels different. Yeah. You know, and that carries all the way through throughout the game. Yeah. And you didn't get that yesterday. You didn't. Plus there's people aren't about, there's online classes. Students aren't just everywhere. Um, it's it, the traffic doesn't get deep. You can, you can actually go to Walmart or make an errand or whatever you need to do on a Friday afternoon. It's, which is impossible <laughs> on a normal game weekend. It's just all these little things all add up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it might be a little different for an away game because if, I think for an away game, you like don't have, you, you have expectations that you're not going to get the same support that you would at home. But when you're on your home base, I mean, you you have these expectations or these norms, and you're not getting them. This you know the stimuli they're not firing the same. It's like, well, this is weird. I knew you knew it was going to be weird, and you kept you kept seeing that and hearing that yesterday with uh, you know the announcers and even Ethan was saying it's just not right <laughs> to have a game like this uh, with no fans and, and no um, no noise, no you know no atmosphere. I think a couple times ESPN broadcast guys. When they weren't busy uh, kissing the butt of Will Healy, they said something along the lines of, "We'll never take it, you know, advantage of a, of a full stadium again. You know, we'll never take it for granted because it's it's um, it's so like dull. It's, it's the complete yeah. It's the complete difference. I think it's why sports are what they are. It's because you have a large building full of people or a venue who are mostly rooting for one side. Yeah, and when you when you get the crowd getting loud on third down, or you um, you hear the cheers after a touchdown or something like that, it it, it takes you to another level. Yeah, for sure, it just does. I've, I've had trouble watching like NBA this year because you know since this they restarted because it it's, it's it's you don't have the colors on on the court. Yeah, um, certainly in football you have that. You actually have a venue. You're not playing all neutral court games, it's, but. Um, just to see Kid Brewer Stadium empty, it's just it's just wild. It was wild. Yeah, it was it was it was it was absolutely nuts. Um, going back to um, another reason why I really I really had a positive um, outlook after after the game is looking at the rushing stats here. Of course, you know three hundred yards rushing. There's a lot to be happy about, but uh, three running backs: Marcus Williams Jr., Cameron Peoples, and Dedrick Harrington. Now, one thing that can pad your average yards per carry um, number is if you have like a big, let's say, ninety-yard run, right? And so you could say, "Oh, you averaged, you know, twenty yards per carry." Yeah, but you kind of have that one run that's kind of impacting that a little bit, right? Uh, Cam Peoples carried uh, thirteen times for one hundred and two yards. His long run, so that's you know, that averages um, uh, seven point eight yards per carry. His long run was 16 yards, <laughs> so he, he he was he was a man possessed every time he touched the ball. He, I mean, I think there was maybe one time he got maybe stuffed one or two yards in past the line of scrimmage. Other than that, Cam Peoples was not to be trifled with. Uh, all of our guys were really really effective, and you know, Marcus. It's easy to get down on on Marcus because um, that um, ball popping out that that fumble on on the like the <laughs> one foot line there in front of the goal line but these guys were eating up yards yesterday regularly and this wasn't some you know and the stats kind of reflect that I think a little bit because they're not like like I said Cam Peoples his longest run was 16 yards but he averaged 7.8 yards per carry had over 100 yards I mean that's 
that's so encouraging. And it also, kudos to the offensive line and the dudes blocking up front. Coach Cardwell did a great job opening holes. There were several times, you know, we got a great view on ESPN of seeing the types of holes that were opening for those guys. But you got to do it. They have to do it. And um, the coming out party for Cam Peoples again, uh, you know, obviously he's had some uh, injuries uh, in his past. But, man, you you have to feel good about the capabilities of running backs. Because we've said for a long time, Marcus Williams Jr., Really good, and Vic Johnson. We said this uh, in the previous show. You know, Vic Johnson's the one that said Marcus Williams Jr. has the best vision of anyone he's seen him in, not Marcus Cox. And uh, we saw some great things yesterday. Uh, and it, it, you got to come away encouraged, right? Uh, you know, when I like to dissect uh, a running back or a running game, and kind of to your point, um, you know, you can say a team well they run for 250 yards a game, but it's like how do they get those and Big plays are great, but they're just that. They're big plays. Uh, but this is this is the offense. This this is everything was a chunk, you know, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, even for the whole game, the longest run was just 34 yards on yep. the team. So um, to, to be able to, you know, commit to that style and commit to that kind of, you know, basically that, that preference of the way you want to get a game to be called, um, you know, when you run the ball 50 times. You know, it's great that you know, Darrington could, could uh, like last year pop off a 50, 60, 70 yarder at any time with any touch. And, and, and certainly that, that contributes to the end result and the, and the points and all that good stuff. But when you are just sitting here and just gashing, 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 like play after play after play, I mean, when Camp Peoples came in for his first drive, it was like it just looked different. Mm-hmm. And this is not, you know, I'm not advocating for him to get more carries or the most carries or, or anything like that. Um, I think it's very beneficial to have um, sometimes a running back who has to get into a flow. Some guys need 20 carries, you know, because um, you know that at some point it's it's going to eventually pay off. Other guys don't, and maybe this is what we have. Maybe it's okay if we can keep these guys fresh and they get 12, 13, 14, 15 carries a game. And um, and then by the end of the fourth quarter, defense is tired. That, that same team's been on the field all, all day. But you've got fresh running backs, and you got somebody who can really finish you off. I think in the past when we've seen Dedrick, he's kind of had like carries like in the second half, and he had like killer carries. Like if Kings were getting close, like he'd pop one off and be like, "Oh wow, touchdown!" Mm. Like, mm. Um, and he he'll just look faster than everybody else on the field. And people's runs a, a different way than anybody that really we've ever seen here at um, because he's so tall and lean, mm-hmm. and still he's two hundred ten pounds, which mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> that says it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it just, it looks so good. And, and I think have, for a defense having to adjust to a style of one running back in a game, um, I think they can they can try to get that advantage. But when you don't know what's coming at you, and you're gonna, oh, okay, well this guy is more likely to kick it out, you know, or or this guy's more likely to cut it back in uh, on a play or whatever it is, or he, this guy's gonna give me a stiff arm. I've got to tackle him differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just puts a stress on the defense overall. Um, so, but at the same time, in the post game presser, Sean Clark says, "I'm going to ride the hot hand," and he also said, "You know, you're carrying the program in your hands when you have the ball, and you can't you can't fumble it. And if you said if you're, if you're going to fumble it, um, you're not going to play." Um, so, it's interesting looking into that. I think this still is still a developing story. Like, how are the running back carries when we split or not split? Um, I think it's going to be one of those fascinating things this team all year 
because we've usually only had like, you know, one guy get the majority of the carries. Right. Uh, unless it was like a blowout game or something like that. But in the, in the, in the offense that, you know, when we're still in a competitive game, uh, usually we don't spread it out. And so I think it'll be, it'll be very interesting going forward. It, it will be for sure. Um, two things we have to talk about, like they're mandatory. We have to talk. I think we're contractually obligated to talk about these two things. Number one, Coach Clark talking about bread. Big C, you have to, you have oh, yes. to, <laughs> you have to talk about it. I didn't that until much, much later on. Um, and, man, that's, that quote, it just says everything <laughs> you need to know. I mean, it's just get down to brass tacks here. You know, it's just, you just got to make bread. And you, you've got to be careful with it. You got to massage it. And when the bread's ready, the bread's ready. You can't rush bread or you can have flat bread. All right. We I'm, don't want... Nobody likes flat bread. I need I need to find I'm gonna look up Ethan's Twitters right now. Do you have it? Do you do you have it have it up I could right now? Probably find it fairly I'm, quickly. I'm I'm scrolling. Oh, I got it right here. I got it right here. <laughs> Doing this on the fly here, folks. This is the uh exact quote from Sean Clark and Bread, of course, big Chibata himself would appreciate this. Anyway, <clears throat> from Ethan Joyce's uh, article here. In our running game. We have the outside zone and inside zone. It's kind of like making bread. <laughs> you have to start caressing it a little bit, rubbing it here, rubbing it there, putting it in there, let it rise. And that's the beauty of it. And we never got impatient with it. We just had that bread kind of rubbed in a little bit here and there, and it rose right to the top. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to think of what that reminds me of. Uh... And I can't, I can't place it right now. I'll probably. Is your mouth watering right now? Off. Is your mouth watering right Dude. now? No, not not necessarily. Uh, I haven't had any bread this morning, but <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. I love it. It's 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 just it's just so it's just so like easy to think about how easy that is. Like it's just like it's a great it. You really you, know, you really sit back and think about it. Yeah. Like, that's it's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. I love analogies like that no you know what's funny is you know I, obviously I, I obviously that caught my eye and it made me laugh because of the inside joke with you and bread started by david jackson however many years ago um so that the bread part's funny but that actually is a really good analogy <laughs> it's really yeah, it's it really fantastic. is good it's really effective like it, it's not lost on people like okay that, yeah i get it um and they weren't impatient with it i think that's a that's a good example too it did it did feel like play calling they they were they showed a lot of confidence in their players and they didn't try to do something drastically different even when things weren't working like eventually it's going to work you know eventually we're we're going to be fine and that that ended up being the case especially in the fourth quarter with those two touchdowns by Dedrick Harrington um, just let it work you know let it work we and, and also yesterday let's say I I got to say this too what do we remember about last year playing Charlotte twenty eight points the second half by Charlotte we gave up five hundred fifty yards. It just seems we couldn't stop them. A lot of miscommunication, and we're we're all looking around at each other. We're like, "What in the world's going on?" Yesterday, you know, Charlotte racked up. I want to say, I want to say this is true. I think they racked up 200 yards, or at least like 190 yards, or something in the first half. In the second half, it. I don't even think they got 100 yards in the second half. Uh, this was a game where Dale and everybody, you know, asking about how how is Dale Jones going to handle being the uh, DC again. Um, Let's, let's be honest with you. From 2010 to 12, when he was DC, we we weren't known for great defenses. We we didn't have the best performances on our defense. Uh, but he comes back 
And sorry, but the defense held us in there. The defense had a couple stands in there, uh, several tackles for loss. Um, <laughs> uh, Demetrius Taylor almost killed somebody behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> uh, we. That was that was a game where the the defense stepped up and bailed out um, a slow progressing offense, was it not? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, when, when you have those mistakes, like we did, fumble uh, the ball, you you've got to have your defense bail you out, or else you're you're not going to be able to hang around. And uh, and I think that was, it's very important. I thought we made like adjustments after the first drive, yeah, like quickly. Yeah, and I think we did a lot of that last year. Yeah, like last year we could have we could have like given up. You mean after the ninety one yard drive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like we could have given up a lot of um, like opening series scores to teams, and then we'll go score like the next fifty points in the game. That's like what happened to Gardner Webb. Gardner Webb scored yeah. on their first drive. Right, and and we 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 allowed that to happen, and we made quick adjustments, and it's fine. Uh, now now most of the defensive like staff is new. Yeah. Um, for the most part, but but still, I mean, you can do that, and and that's it shows the kind of style that we're that you know Sean Clark is committed to having is all right. We made some mistakes, adjust immediately, and get it right and get it fixed. And I think that's really what we did. I, I can't remember that that statistic that you mentioned, but that sounds about right. Yeah. But if you, you just go back and look at them. They had. 286 yards of total offense, I believe, and yes. 91 came on one drive. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you take that away; it's it's pretty darn good. Yeah. I mean, you, you take away that offsides, you can almost wipe another 50 off the board if you wanted to. Yeah. In, in this in this day and age of college football, if you allow less than 300 yards of offense, that's really good. Yeah. I mean, sure. that's it's it's hard to do anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and let's let's take it a step further, Charles. Let's okay. So we have that opening drive, and that's actually something I, I think that we've actually done a really good job when when we uh, look back at these games. We do make adjustments after those first drives. It seems like they're marching down the field. And again, I want to say even ETSU. No, nah, I don't think ETSU did. I th- I'm Gardner Webb. I think Gardner Webb marched down, and they scored last year. Um, and we're like, all right, what? No, was it 2018? I don't remember when it was. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The point is, we give up an early drive and we make adjustments. That that's been something we've seen a lot over the last five years. We you know don't look so sharp on maybe the opening drive. We really really button it down. So yesterday we give up. You know, obviously that fumble comes out, and it wasn't Charlotte's first drive, but whatever is their it was second, second drive. drive. Yeah, or super super early in the game. Um, right. They get the ball, drive down ninety one yards, score. They're up seven. That's the last touchdown their offense scored. That's it. That's that, the last that's touchdown. Piece of it. Yeah, they they, yeah. they 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 hit two more field goals, and then they had that that um, that kick return for a touchdown. But their offense after that first that drive didn't score another touchdown, and 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 so yeah, it was close and made us. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie and say that I was like, oh no, this is great. I mean, it was nerve wracking, like for sure. But at the end of the day, we do have to look at the game, not. Um, uh, not just the scoreboard. We do have to look at what's on the field. And football's funny because you can have really lopsided stats and still beat somebody, right? Like like Charlotte outgained. Like Charlotte's offensive stats last year when they played us was better. They had better stats, right? But at the end uh-huh. of the day, scoreboard matters. But anyway, it's still, you know, uh, I don't think anybody was complaining about our defense, but it does put it into better perspective that they got that ninety-one yard drive. That's the last big drive they they sustained. 
Uh, and that's the last touchdown they scored on, on offense. So, um, good stuff yesterday. I just thought, I thought really good stuff yesterday from our, from our team. When you factor in our offense and the team just kind of getting the, the wiggles out, I guess you could say. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it was, it was, um, it was really, you know, perplexing at, at many times. I want to go back and watch it. I haven't, usually I like watching the games twice, but I haven't been able right. to do that. But, um, it was interesting all the same. Uh, were you guys listening to the uh, broadcast, by the way, on, on ESPN? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I got enough seamstress talk for a decade. Um, good Lord. I mean. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. It was it was incredible how, um, how I, I actually, want, why do you think they talked about Charlottesville? I, I don't mind them talking about school. It, it, that doesn't bother me as much, but it was so over the top yesterday of them. It was like. It was like Charlotte paid them to like run like an infomercial on UNC Charlotte's football program. It was just it, it was odd how that. I mean, I, I why do you think that this, is? This is what happens um, and that when we're in the situation we are, and the announcers are not in a box in the stadium, seeing other things, and they're looking at a screen. Yeah. So they're focused on what the cameras are focused on. That's a good point. And if the producer says, you know, or the director says, "Paint the wheel Healy after every play." Then you're going to. Yeah. Now, I think also, also you're going to have just the way you, the cameras. I don't know if there were fewer cameras there based off yesterday because of whatever. I, I would be surprised. But their typical where they're stationed way up above the press box is that it's just an easier shot to get of Charlotte, you know, the guy on the other side of sideline. Yeah. But it did seem excessive. It was weird. Um, yeah. Like know. it just. It just and not that I'm need to know more stories about our team that I didn't know or, or, or like feel like we were owed it, but it just did. It did seem like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, by all accounts, he's a good guy and, and him and coach Clark are buddies. And that, that was my point. It just was strange how, just how much they talked about Will Healy. It was like, okay, all right, we get it. Like <laughs> he's a young up and coming coach. He's doing a good job with the team level. I was like, all right, cool. Like, all right. This, is, this, is a, this reminded me of uh, the Natalie Portman commercials from the Troy team last year. It just kept coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was last year, wasn't it? Oh. Mm-hmm. What would you do for love? Oh, man. <laughs> what would you do for love? I love you. We put, we put Will Healy back on the screen. That's what we do for love. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um so one one final thing, you know, I've, we've we've covered this game pretty well. Uh, it was strange to not be there. Of course, we've said that a million times. One of my favorite elements that kind of closed this, uh, it closed the storyline for me on this game was uh, a Charlotte defensive back, uh, Deshaun Fugit. I think is his name. Fugit. Oh Fugate. yeah. Uh, back on. Uh, July 23rd in the summer. And isn't it weird that this game wasn't even scheduled in July? <laughs> and we were playing it in September. Anyway, so Deshaun Fugit uh, quote tweets da- uh, David Scott quote. I'm sorry. Uh, quote tweets a David Scott tweet. Um, and David David Scott's tweet says, uh, 49er AD Mike Hill says he's looking for an FCS replacement for New- Norfolk State. Um, whatever. That's the, that was the tweet. And Deshaun Fugate, I'm going to say Fugate because I don't know how else to pronounce it. Uh, he says, probably right. Yeah. He says, can we get App State again with a couple of shifting eye emojis? Please, Mike Hill. All right. So he posts that. He wants App State again. 
our boy T Henny, Thomas Hennigan. Thomas J. Hennigan. Sorry, I gotta get his gotta pay him his proper respect on his Twitter handle. He says yes, dot dot dot, yes you can. <laughs> It's like it's like I don't know if you, and, and, and I don't know if you saw, but Nizzle uh, quote tweeted that same thing. He, oh, he did. Uh, yeah, I guess after the game yesterday, and and said, "Oh gosh, what was it? It was a yawn emoji, or like a sleep, or like this the snoring, like, uh, okay. something like that." And then uh, there was a comment. Uh, it just I slipped my mind. Whatever it was, no, I no, that was funny. I as didn't well. see that. So anyway, Thomas Hennigan yesterday goes off five receptions for 120 yards, one TD. They really didn't have an answer for Thomas Hennigan yesterday. They um, did not. Um, he he kind of could do whatever they wanted, and that really helped open up the the run game. And like I said, you know we racked up over 500 yards offense, held held our opponents under 300 yards. So as as shaky as we all felt, and as nervous as we all felt, and I it was validated. I mean, what was happening? The score. Hey man, you win by the score, not by the the stat sheet. But um, I just a lot of good signs, a lot of good indicators that you know they they got this one out of the way. Um, we're heading up to Marshall. Uh, you and I will be going to Marshall. We're really excited about that. A lot of our, uh, a lot of our friends, a lot of members of the three thirty three club are heading up there too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, got this set one out of the way. Let, let's keep it going. You know, let's keep it going. So, overall, um, I was happy with yesterday. I'm sure you were too. For with the results of the game, we would have liked to have been um, part of it. But it is what it is. Bixie, any uh, any parting words before we, or am I missing anything before we wrap up the uh, Appalachian Commercial Real Estate uh, post game show? <laughs> I don't, I don't believe so. I think we got it all. Uh, uh, one last thing. There was another. Uh, was it one of their receivers who mentioned something about um, something on our jerseys besides rain or being <laughs> wet for some other reason? Like, yeah, that's a pretty heavy handed accusation there. Um, I thought that's very interesting. Was he, so, was he talking about like Vaseline, or is he talking about something like that? Yeah, that's, I, I've heard teams do that. Like, but you have to realize that both teams had new uniforms um, being played in for the first time. Probably hadn't been washed many times, um, you know. And then you've got this new field that if you're falling down and all that, and then you know, there's some probably some rest. It's some, something. I just, I just thought that it was just very odd. That was strange. Um, to just accuse, um, basically, uh, you know, accuse us of greasing up. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, I just thought that was that was, you know, hey, you got you got to run for three hundred yards, and we do that to everybody. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're Charlotte's not special. The first team to say something about that. Yeah, you're not special. That I've buddy. heard. Like, yeah. Like, just shut your trap, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I do. I do. I was getting ready to wrap up, but I do need to say that um, I, I was texting a few people last night. And I intentionally didn't text you because I wanted to bring this up and kind of have an organic uh, conversation here. Um, so if you guys thought well, I was going to wrap up, oops, I do want to mention this. Charlotte fans, for the most part, UNC Charlotte fans. Uh, obviously, I'm going to paint with a broad brush. I'm speaking for, you know, as you might imagine, folks, we see a lot um, uh, on our Twitter timeline and in our mentions and all that good stuff. We see what what UNC fan, UNCC fans say for the most part. Uh, on on the Twitters, and I have to say, the the detachment from reality, from some of the, you know a good chunk of like these Twitter feeds, it's it's kind of it's kind of bothersome, you know, because you know we yeah. when, when we play uh, Arkansas State, well, what can Arkansas State say? They've been a good program for a long time. Well, it's kind of, you know it's true. They've won the conference several times. I mean, before we got there, they won 
<laughs> they won the conference a lot. Uh, you know, they've been a lot of bowl games. They just beat, um, whatchamacallit, Kansas State. You know, UNC, uh, I'm sorry, not UNC, uh, Arkansas State, you know, you can, we can say a lot about them, but, you know, they, they, they have things to brag about. I mean, they do. They've, they've won some big games, and they're a formidable opponent. They beat us. So, um, all right, we don't – now, we think that they have, like, an overly inflated sense of how good they are compared to us as it stands today. Um, they, their, their thing is they always talk about when they beat us, but they don't like us talking about when we beat them. It's just always kind of been weird for us. Georgia Southern is kind of self-explanatory. They, you know, whatever. But, you know, Georgia Southern, they they, they can say some things too. UNC Charlotte has nothing to hang their hat on. They, they just, they they had a, what a, did they win seven games last year? Uh, Yeah, they won, okay. won, seven, they won seven and six. Okay, they they won seven games last year, which is the, the best they've, they've done in the FPS, which is an improvement, which is, uh okay, good. All right, they won seven games. The way their fans talk, it's beyond like I can't understand it. Like I, they, they, yesterday, um, I can't remember what it was. Some fan account, some like whatever big fan account said, um, uh, "We're better on paper." <laughs> it's like, what? You're better on yeah, pa- that, yeah. I, it was their barstool account. That's was what their I was ball, is that what it was? Earlier. I kind of yeah. I was like, well, on paper, like it, it doesn't make sense. You know, and like we're like, like you're just trying to say is like I don't think they see the same things I see. They for see what they, people in general. Yeah, and and they're like you know, and and there's so many comments about apps going to slide back into irrelevancy. We've been nationally relevant for 15 years, okay, and and since the you know, and you could say oh it was just one game, you know, whatever, but we have done nothing but dominate our level of play for 15 years and we do better in Charlotte than Charlotte does. And it's just, to me, I guess it's the, it is, it's just detachment. Like they can't say, Hey, I think we have potential to be really good. You know, app state's really good too, but I I think we could be like, I have no problem with that, but it's like this side analysis of, Oh yeah. App's going to slip into irrelevancy. Like based on what, (laughs) based on what we're going to slip into relevancy, you know, it it's it's so it's so sloppy and just lazy to say, and the, and I see that all the time. I'm like, what are you watching? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you reading? It's it it makes no sense to me. It, your your wants and your dreams and your demands can't be factual unless they actually are, <laughs> and that that may be what they're what they're hoping for is that we go to relevancy so they can get some media attention and things like that. But yeah, it's it's not. There's no evidence of that occurring at the, at the current moment no they, 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 you know yeah and, and, you know it's <laughs> and, and on top of that i mean and then you, and you see similar things like we should be better than the sunbelt well sunbelt just beat three big 10 or big 12 teams yesterday and south alabama already beat a conference usa team they should have beat an aac team yesterday yep um i mean pretty pretty good day for the conference it you know overall um Take away Monroe and Texas State, but yeah, um, I mean Coastal Carolina. I, I can't like Kansas will never play Coastal Carolina in anything ever again, <laughs> intentionally. Like <laughs> they just don't have what it takes against uh, the 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 shots. The shots. Very, very. You know, and and what's funny is you know, across the board, like Louisiana, like dominated Iowa State. Yeah, um, punt return, kickoff return. Um, you know. 
we call those fluky plays earlier in, in this podcast. But at the same time, um, you, if you can't defend it, you can't, and you're not good. You know, so yeah. um, very, very, very interesting results yesterday. I think it was a good job, Arkansas State bouncing back. Um, everyone kind of had that one on their uh, on their radar, but but overall, yeah, I don't know what 49er fans look at, read, interpret about the game or about any game. Um, this was just the the score should have been one more, more lopsided than it was. Um, and, and of course the, the games never played on paper guys. Yeah, I, I just, I, I think they're the most pound for pound because there's not a lot of them to be honest with you, but pound for pound, they're the most arrogant fan base that I see looking through our timeline. Like it just, I, the, the inflated sense of worth entitlement. Yeah. Entitlement yeah. is, is really weird. Um, I mean, I like talking trash too. I like having a, you know, the quote unquote, keep the chip. I mean, I like that too. I mean, I love it. I, I think it's, I think it's fun, but like b- their outcomes and their results do not match what they say. It is, uh, it's like a rich kid getting a, like getting a, you know, uh, a 750 BMW for their 16th birthday. And that's what they act like. And it's, it's, you know, I mean, that's whatever. It's not the end of the world, I guess, but every, you know, we've played them for three years now, right? Three years in a row. Every single time that week on Twitter, it, it it has gotten worse every year, and especially since they they were um, bowl eligible last year, it's gotten way worse. You know, they're mm-hmm. just, just they they want to be handed the keys to the kingdom, and uh, at the end of the day, they're still like a they're still a strip mall, you know, office park school. That's what they are. Yeah, you know, that's it. They're, they're as close to downtown Concord as they are to downtown Charlotte, and they the way they talk. They like they they they're posted up next to like Michael Jordan at the Spectrum Center and and like are part of this <laughs> night. Yeah, you know, I mean, really, I mean, really, read what they say. I mean, it's oh, I know, I yeah. know, it's yeah, I know, you know, I'm I'm more speaking to yeah. the, the masses, right? Anyway, it, it is really interesting, and of course, um, maybe this all changes when we get ready to play. Uh, yeah, the Louisiana fans don't have never really to me really got on my nerves that bad. I mean, yeah, they do, but they don't. You know, at the same time. Yeah, right. Whereas, not, not, nothing like, you know, Charlotte fans and Georgia Southern fans. Or Arkansas State. Ar- the week of Arkansas State is always like, oh, I f- keep forgetting about you guys. I keep for- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. You use guys. Use guys. <laughs> yeah. We never play them. You know, we've, we've, that's just the team that just the, not regularly on the schedule. And so, yeah. Um, yeah well, at least it was in our, our early Sun Belt years. So. Yeah, right. But anyway, so yeah, everybody, uh, just remember, if you're going to take any pictures with your middle fingers up, don't post them on Instagram. It might hurt some feelings. But other than that, I think we're I think we're um, officially uh, done talking about this game. Um, I, I was really excited to do this episode. Like I said, you know, I, I thought we had a lot of really positive things to reflect on, which I think is uh, uh, shown by what we've already talked about here. Um, we're playing Marshall. I'm so excited about this road trip. Charles, I know you are too. Uh, really excited to go on the road and uh, get the mojo back of being back in the stadium, supporting our boys in the black and gold. Really, really happy for for Coach Clark uh, to get the uh, his first home win. I know that he was the head coach when we played that ball game, but that's always a little different. I think even he would acknowledge that. So getting that first home win, first regular season win for him is huge. So uh, we, we will have an episode for you uh probably late, late Tuesday or early, early, early Wednesday uh, morning 
for the Marshall preview. It's going to be great. So until then, go apps. Go apps.